Yes! What's up? Welcome to the No Mongol Podcast, a weekly show about all things Cater Silla. And my name is Rick Beta. I'm stoked. I'm pumped. As you just heard, I got some new uh, intro music, new intro outro music from Andy and Bob Amadon. Thank you so much for the new track. I mean, truth be told, I, I was kind of burned out on the last one. Just wasn't feeling anymore. So every time I'd hear it in my ear, I'm like, nope, I need to get something new, something fresh. And now I have it. So thank you guys. Once again, I appreciate it. For those new to the show, my name is Rick Beta. And you can follow along on social media. That's R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A. Or also email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. Both of those are open, you know, 24-7, 365. I got your back. So Cater had a pretty big, what, past seven days or so, right? Last week? I mean, he dropped the new Adidas part, was interviewed by Jankum, made a cameo in the Shrimp Blunt video, which I've only seen about half so far. He was also mentioned in Skateline and on was mentioned on many, many of our favorite skateboarding podcasts. Clearly, the dude is doing things right and on a mission. I'm just going to leave it at that. And a surprise to no one, his Adidas part had me pausing the button like many times. You know, I love how they opened it with like, it was kind of a near half court shot. It wasn't completely half court. And if you turn up the volume loud enough, you can hear him mumble, Steph Curry is the goat as he shoots. Yeah, Steph Curry's the goat. He says it. I mean, at least that's, that's what I heard. But it was nice to have like that low angle of him, you know, walking just kind of seconds later after he got the basket, you know, emphasizing his rise to become, you know, becoming the tallest skater or baller of all time. You know, sure, they're focusing on the shoes, but I like to think it's because of, you know, they wanted to emphasize how tall he was and they want him to win at the height game, much like I do, right? You've hear, heard me talk about it before. And then we see him, you know, holding onto his board, but shifting his hands three times as he runs to get that proper, like, it's becoming like a Baker hand placement, right? And then proceeds to kickflip down that 15 set like it's no big whoop. You know, yeah, whatever. But, yeah. It's about 15 seconds in. And keep in mind, this kid is already tall, so making him, it, it kind of makes it difficult to, to hold the board like that, right? It'd be easier for him to hold it on the top of the nose. So he's kind of slouching over, and his hand is kind of in a boneless position. <laughs> if you think about it, like, I bet Steve Stedham's, like, nodded his head in approval after seeing Cater, you know, run with his board like that. So, like, yeah, proper, dude. But, you know, between him, you know, Andrew... His team's already got, like, unique board runners. <laughs> you know, the way he holds the board. So it's just very interesting how he holds it like that because he's so tall, you know? Oh, you got to pause it at 17 seconds, though. Look at the catch. That's what I wrote down, the catch. I mean, he's about, what, 10 steps down at that point. And he had plenty of time to catch and land, you know? But And, and he had to clear the crack on the bottom, too. You notice that? Because that's the, the, the crack of death, right? A lot of steps, you know, or sets have those. He cleared it with no problem, you know. I mean, just alone, the just like the mental hurdle to do those kind of you know gaps or or step you know sets of steps. It's tough. You got to push like two or three more times to clear that. I mean, at least for me, it would have been a, a mental hurdle. But I, I don't. I never did anything bigger than what six. So can't really relate to that either. But I understand a crack when I see one, you know. Yeah, I love how he did that perfect ollie, you know, and kind of get up and over the curbs as he rolled away from that. It was so nice to see. However, I had one thing I wrote down. I was like, I noticed how he looks for traffic after 
he's basically off the curb. You know, it's like, hey, Cater, uh, you probably want to have a spotter or two for that spot. And I know it's all said and done and it's hindsight now, but that was pretty damn close. Your sponsors will sleep better at night. You know, just get a spotter. I just noticed, I was like, damn, that could have been a disaster, but it wasn't. And then moments later, we see him do a massive heel flip, you know, it was down that gap. You know, he's just letting us know that he's got both types of, like, basic flips down on lock, right? So like, no, I got this. But I love that kickflip. So perfect, so big, so effortless. But I guess speaking of flips, how about that pressure flip, 34 seconds? I know it's been talked about already. I'm pretty sure it has. But that one was buttery. And one thing I remember about pressure flips is that they're so hard to land on all four wheels. You know, it's just something about the way the board spins, of course. I mean, this is all on flat, uh, flat ground, of course, right? Not, not on, um, you know, off steps and stuff. You have a better chance. What I like about his pressure flip is the flip, but most importantly for this one is the speed. Cater was flying, jamming. You know, that's like that's the way to do it, man. I mean, much like, you know, if people call that a legal trick or whatever, they're tired with it. Much like if you're gonna, if you're gonna push Mongo, push just push Mongo as fast as you can. Just make it a little wild. And that's what he did with that pressure, but it was it was very smooth. <laughs> did he bring him back officially, right? Or is he did he kind of shut him down with that one? You know, like, okay, we've seen it all. We've seen a good one again. Let's move on. You know, I don't know. I, if they're like that, I'm fine with it. That one looked amazing. But then, you know, a couple seconds later, he did a couple, couple pushes and to a perfect back blunt on that picnic bench. And that one was just beautiful. Because I, I, mean, I paused it at 38 seconds, kind of stared at it for a bit. That's picture, per, picture perfect, right? And with proper dismount. And look at his arms, too. <laughs> he's kind of like, he's got that suit you uh, twist, right? He's like, yeah, like you would twist your He-Man figure back in the day. Like, whoosh. yeah, he was twisted like that. And then he did it, uh, it was a backsmith heel at the same spot, same bench. Nice as well. But, you know, he popped out of it with plenty of time to catch, you know, and land, you know, basically before returning to Earth, land a perfect one. And I just hope that I could do backsmith, like, heel flips when I grow up. That was smooth, very, very smooth. But you want to know a trick that, that I know I thought about it before, but it just kind of, it just popped in my head when I saw it, that a trick that, my brain will never truly understand or relate to. Kickflip to 50-50. On a round rail, though. That just seems so ridiculous to do. And he is one of, you know, the many that can do them down handrails. Like, how locked in and, like, spot on do your kickflips have to be to do those? I mean, I think it, it's definitely an underappreciated trick. That's why I had to mention it. Because it just, if you just think about it. I mean, how? How do you do those? Even on a flat bar rail, like on just on the ground, that's only about what six inches high. That's hard to do. He does them down rails like that, that easily. There's just so much that can go wrong, you know. Even if you're doing them, like I said, even on a like a a blunt steel rail, like a little tiny one, four inches, it's still hard to do. The slip out factor is not. I, 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 yeah, no, I'm good. Now, his next line, though, got me thinking, was that a nollie flip? It was a nollie flip 5-0 to back 180 out. Was that on purpose, or was that supposed to be to tail slide? Okay, because he did a great nollie flip, 
I think it was, I think it was meant to be a five zero. Because it kind of went, it matched his, you know, he did a nolly front crook right before that. And if you look close enough at the board, like to look at the board as it was flipped, it was kind of, I mean, I, it was flipped to land in 5-0, if that makes sense. Just look at where the board positioning. I think if he was going to go for tail, it would have been a little bit more, um, less parallel, if that makes sense. So I'm just, I'm trying, I'm doing with my fingers here. But yeah, I think he meant to do that to 5-0. That was no accident. That was clean, too. You know, very much like his big spin a few frames later, down the triple set, you know, in San Francisco that Andrew did the, he did that varial heel on. Yeah, that that place. That one was so huge. He had a crowd of random people just watching on. But I especially like the father and son. They're kind of in the middle, middle left, I think, right? And there was no clapping, no head nodding, <laughs> just hands in their pockets like it's just something, you know, you expect to see in San Francisco. I bet I know what the dad was thinking though. He's probably like, can you say he's like neat? I know I could at least put him down for like a neato or neat, right? You know, you then bust out a dad joke like seconds later, like, come on, son, that was neato. Let's go to the car. It's time to jam. Kind of, let's go. Not even a fist pump though. I was like, do you realize what you witnessed like in person? How many views does this video have? I think it had like, last I checked, it was like 125,000 or something. It's probably more than that now. 125,000 of us didn't get to witness that in person. We all would have at least like clapped or done some sort of gesture or emotion or checked our pulse. <laughs> they just stood there, just stoic. Just Actually, I'm, the more I watched it, though, the more I thought those two were just kind of added in with After Effects or something, you know? Because there's no way those two are real, right? I mean, just those two. And I know I'm just picking on the father and son, but they they are the only ones that I could really see as well. Anyway, moving on. And then we have his ender, which keep in mind was switch. I have to remind you of that, okay? I mean, that was the perfect spot for him and that trick as well. I mean, they had the proper stairs and, you know, an access to get both angles. You know, he kind of walked up, the, the cameraman walked up to the top angle, you know, starting off one from overhead. And then they had one on ground level. Only thing missing was some old lady washing her dishes right there in that, right next to that window, kind of in her, her apartment, right? Or maybe even, actually, you know what they could do? Maybe even like the father or son from earlier just happened, you know, maybe they happen to live there, just kind of after affects them in. It's like, where the hell are they at? They keep popping up all these spots. No emotion. Just kind of stare blankly at Cater as he you know, works his magic. That's definitely not like a private room or proper window position. Maybe that's, you know what I'm thinking about it. Not that you care. You're like, what the hell? I don't care about that window. It's probably the the, the landlord's room or something like that or the leasing office. That's Yeah, that's probably it. That was gnarly though. So well done, Cater. You should be proud. I wonder what he was looking at, though, at the end. You know, right after he fired open his phone, because he was smiling. He was legit happy. He was happy about something. <laughs> Maybe he was looking at, like, his Coinbase account or his stocks or all of his many, like, revenue streams that were coming in. Something like Yeah, probably something like that. He was just smiling. Like, oh, look at me. I just killed it. Still making that money. So if you can't tell, I really enjoyed this edit. And keep in mind, Cater only provided us, what, two minutes and, what, 26 seconds of entertainment just for this video. That's it, right? But it was jam-packed. Could have easily done more, but I think 
He's got big things on the horizon to at least plan for for this year. I, I can feel it. I can feel it. And with that being said, I want you to keep another thing in mind. Keep in mind all the while that this kid is doing like some of the most effed up stuff on a skateboard. He is one of the most effed up skaters on a skateboard. <laughs> on the planet, actually. And by effed up, I mean weed. Did you guys see his Jenkum intervention? I mean, interview? Not that we didn't know this, but the dude smokes a lot of weed. A lot, Rick, you say? Yeah, and I say a lot. My kids ask me, how much is a lot? A lot. So this is from the Cater, uh, Cater Still interview by Alexis Castro, dated March 10th, 2022. For those of you listening, maybe in the future. I mean, we all know this interview was going to be about marijuana, right? I mean, just look at the picture, you know, that they decide to use. One that could easily be like a cover issue for High Times, which is a magazine that's been around since, what, 1974, I might add? Oh, yeah, you, you know I had to check. I'm like, how long has that magazine been around? Yeah, you know. A cater could be on the cover one day, just saying, you know. Has a skater been on that cover yet? Can someone answer me that? I'm trying to think who else could be. But cater could be. High Times cover. Now, those of you who haven't read the interview, here's the question Alexis asked that, you know, probably most of you wanted to know. And here it is. How much weed do you smoke these days? His answer. More than most of these rappers, probably. And about, you know... Maybe three quarters of us would be like, uh, the next question would be like, well, how much would that be? Alexis is doing a good job, kind of poking, prodding, getting, trying to get some more info. Now, this is where it kind of gets interesting, though, because he came back with, here we, quote, maybe like, I don't know if I can say. And I was like, okay, stop. That comment right there, I don't know if I can say, means... Dude smokes a lot. <laughs> like we all determined earlier, a lot means a lot. So how much that is? So much that it's now enough for him to question whether or not he should say. <laughs> I was like, damn. Has anyone ever asked Snoop Dogg like how much he smokes? I bet he'd have no problem letting us know the exact amount. And it's probably a lot. I wonder if he's... Because he says he, he he smokes more than a lot of rappers these days. Does he smoke more than Snoop? Interesting. We might need to find that out. But I just found it interesting that Cater's like, I don't know if he was concerned of the reaction or he was just kind of smart enough to go, eh, I don't know if I should divulge this info right now. You know? Like he didn't want a certain reaction. You know, Anyone else feel that way? Now let's just take something else in the kind of, if it's, it's hard to put it into perspective, but maybe alcohol, right? I know it's not the same thing, but just hear me out. If you ask me, like, Rick, how much do you drink? And I say, I don't know if I can say. What would you think? That's a lot, right? It's like, damn, okay, Rick, put tossing back a lot, right, Rick? Like, you know, when the doctor asks you, you know, how much you drink, you know, you you always come back with the standard, oh, uh, 14 drinks a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two a day. Yep, doc. Yep, two a day. Next question, please. Yeah. You know, even though it's like 21, 30, or depending on if there's a Super Bowl or sports on or whatever, you know. But, you know, you get what I'm saying, though. It's, it, it, he did he did say, though, that it varies. And then some days he's, quote, unquote, balling through an ounce. That is quite a bit. 
In fact, there are 28 grams in an ounce, so that's roughly 28 to 56 blunts, or close to 100 joints. Damn! That much in a day? <laughs> and he still shreds, like he still skates like, like that? How, Cater? How? You know, mad props to skaters who can smoke that much and still skate on a regular basis. That's not me. If I tried to do that, I'd be the most paranoid and hungriest skater at the park. And I don't mean hungry as in ambition. I mean hungry as in seeking orange sauce. I'd be hearing things in the distance, you know, all the while stuffing my face with a you know, California burrito or three. California burritos are the best, by the way. They're good. Don't knock them. Don't knock them till you try them. Just going to leave it at that. You know, I'd hardly get any skating in. <laughs> it would be a disaster just because I know how my body reacts to that stuff. I hated skating when high, and it was only like a couple times because it sucked. It never felt right. All that ever happened to me was I gained a ton of weight, ate too much, was lazy, and even skating buzzed off like alcohol was awkward for me. But balling through an ounce in a day is pretty hardcore. <laughs> Damn. Or maybe it isn't these days. Maybe I'm just the old guy talking right now. They're like, dude, Rick, what the hell are you talking about, dude? We all do that, an ounce. Get with the program, dude. Enlighten me, please. If that's a small amount these days, or maybe he's just kind of underestimating, let me know. But to me, that sounds like I, I don't know how I would function. But keep in mind, I'm comparing myself to like when I was his age. You know, even in my 20s, I couldn't handle that as well. Hell no. Couldn't pull it off in my 40s. Hell no. I'd be unemployed too. I'd add unemployed to that list too because I would, wouldn't want to go anywhere. With all that being said, though, I keep in mind I have no problem with what he or anyone does in his or her or they, their spare time, how much weed they smoke, how much booze you drink, whether you're vegan, whether you're, you know, straight edge, whatever. You do you. I have no problem with that. You do what's happy for you. And if you can pull it off, more power to you. That's why I just wanted to stress. I'm like, dude, this guy smokes that much. And he shreds. Kills it on a board. That's very impressive. I just simply can't. And, and it doesn't make it wrong. Like I said, it doesn't make it wrong either. Now, I know, uh, of course, I'm talking a lot about the weed. And the majority of this interview... I mean, it was about his smoking habit, but there are some other key elements I wanted to shout out and just give him some shine on. And I love hearing how he wants to create like, you know, 10 different streams of income and how he loves, you know, helping out skate organizations, especially in Africa. And Or yeah, this is great. Or how he low-key wants to get with some Australian women, namely to hear them say his name with an accent. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Like, cater. Got to call your shot. Can't manifest it unless you talk it, speak it into existence. So, got to hear about. Can't wait to hear about that. Uh, you know, one, uh, you know, cater trip to Africa, and two, to Australia. Yeah. But all the women are like, "We got weed for you over here. Come on, cater. I'll give you four ounces." Now, as much as I in, enjoyed every moment of this interview, I was kind of bummed. Only I, you might know what I'm talking about here, but. To hear that his dad and his brother maxed out at around six foot two inches each. Yeah. That's hard for me to say, you know. Getting a little emotional just thinking about it. 
Alexis and I must have been on the same wavelength because I never expected to read how tall he currently is in this interview. I didn't think that would come up. I just thought, oh, it's going to be about weed. It's going to be about his sponsors. They talked about his height. That was a nice surprise, but it bummed me out. He just might not make it to six foot seven inches and beat out Ron Whaley after all. And making that official and just saying that really bums me out. I was hoping. I was hoping he had it. Damn. I think I might need to take that pipe dream and kind of take it out back, put it out of its misery. Right? You, you guys probably agree, too. You're like, dude, Rick, I don't need to hear about his height anymore. Just move on, dude. But I was... This is one of my hopes and dreams. Come on. You should be rooting for me in addition to Cater every week. Or is it over? Is it over, Johnny? Nothing is over, though, right? Unless you get, like, ah, oh, unless he gets some tall bars, he can hang them in the, the, the doorway or outside and hang from them like Peter Brady used to do. Remember that? Peter wanted to grow, and he was hanging because he wanted to be tall as Greg. Yeah. I mean, other than that, though, it's over. It's time to go home. Go home, Rick, because it's not happening, dude. Well, with all the sadness, I was laughing moments later. Just laughing at my notes here, too. When he talked about filming with Strobeck. <laughs> ah, oh, dude. That was freaking hilarious to read. I think, do they drop like a Parkinson's drop or something? They're like, what's that, that thing where you hand, when your, your hands shake? And it's like, dude, you got to cut that out. got to stop doing that, Bill. <laughs> and the, 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 was it the French angle? What was that angle where it was sideways? Cater was just, like, dropping it, man. He was probably, like, feeling it, that interview. <laughs> so hilarious. And also, two shots fired at Kariuma. As he said, Kariuma. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, they hit out. They hit me up, too. Sure, yeah. He didn't hold back at all in this interview. It was great. Great to read. It was a great interview. And I love Cater even more after reading it. Because it's, you know, it's like, it's kind of like he's, he's grown before our eyes. You know, he's got a good head on his shoulders. And I feel that him being on Baker is actually a good thing because he's in good hands over there, right? A lot of those guys have been to the dark side and had their addictions, had their problems with, you know, substance abuse. I'm not saying that he, Cater does. I'm just saying, should he get to that point where it's like out of control and beyond, like he just needs help? He's got a good back, he's got good support to back him up, right? But big, big things are on the horizon for this kid, though. So. so go get him, Cater. Hell yeah. Make sure you do some uh, Peter Brady stretches too, okay? I'm holding my hands up high. Yeah, I could see it could happen, dude. So you need what? You know, when it's all said and done, he's probably gonna need what? So he's gonna maybe max out a six two. It's gonna need five inches. It's a lot of stretching. I think you could do it. You can have it have a blunt in mouth while stretching, dude. I just gave you the answers to the test, man. You you are welcome, Cater. You are welcome. You got this. And as I mentioned earlier, this guy had a hell of a week. The fantastic past seven days, right? I haven't even finished this, you know, the shrimp blunt video, but it was good to see him in it for a minute or two, right? I'm going to have to finish that hopefully today or tomorrow. I might talk about that next week. That's great from what I've seen. I, I dig it. I dig the, the humor. I dig the vibe to the music. So far, I'm digging it, you know? However, I was really cracking up what Gary had to say this week. Skateline, he's talking about Cater. As he said, quote, I like that thing when you get off the couch, turn the doorknob, open the door, grab your board and walk outside and do the stuff that you know how to do very easily. Yeah, like do more of that. 
I was dead. <laughs> straight dead. Damn, Gary. But he was dropping straight facts, though, right? But it was hilarious. And it's all out of tough love, you know? Tough love. We razz the ones we love and care about, right? I mean, for the most part. There's a, there's a borderline. There's a line, you, 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 line in the sand. And it wasn't crossed with Gary's comment, but it was just true. <laughs> I love that thing where you get off the couch, turn the doorknob, open the door, grab your board, and walk outside and do stuff you know how to do very easily. Because that would have been Gary yelling at me if I was if I did smoked an ounce a day. But yeah, Rick, get off your butt. Do that thing you do. Just turn the doorknob. Oh, and one last thing before I get out of here. Hey, Woodward, did you see Cater's apology? I think it's time to lift that ban. He's, what was it, last year? Yeah, he's one year older now. He's more mature. Just consider it. I, I, I think he should. For what he did, you know, I mean, come on, you can let it pass. You just know what you're going to get with this guy, right? Maybe give him a separate room with a lot of windows and a lot of fans. But I felt it was, like, sincere because he wants to come back. That's the thing. It's not like he doesn't want to come back. It's like, oh, no, nah, screw that place. He wants to come back. I think he wants to help some kids. He wants to show off his talents. He wants to help the, the sport of skateboarding as much as he can. And no way in hell does he deserve like a Pete Rose kind of ban, right? No way at all. I'll see you guys next week.